Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. Welcome to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Today we are talking about season one, episode four, called Phantom Traveler. (laughs) (laughs) We start out, you see a beautiful tropical scene and some Hawaiian like ukulele music playing. Takes me to a good place. (laughs) It's peaceful as shit. (laughs) And then you hear an airplane and a guy sits up into the picture. And he's sweating, not in the good way. <laughs> he does not look so hot. And then the camera kind of pans back, and you see that we are actually in an airport. And It's not as exciting as a Caribbean vacation. Yeah, <laughs> that's just an ad. So this guy, he goes to the bathroom, and he's clearly freaking out about flying. He's splashing water on his face. And another guy comes out of a stall and's like, oh, nervous flyer, huh? Don't worry. It's only like one in 20,000 chance that you're going to die in an airplane crash. And the guy's like, thanks a lot, dude, for making me feel better. Well, I think it's kind of funny because on the show, whenever anybody says, what are the odds that this is going to happen? It's going to happen. It happens. Like, it kind of gives things away sometimes. It's like, what are the odds that this is going to happen? And it's like, well, now we know it's going to happen. Now it, now it has to happen. Um... So, at this point, some black fly smoke stuff. I called it an odd gnat swarm. (laughs) It looks like flies. It looks like one of those gnat swarm things. I want to say it's smoke just because of spoiler reasons, but it really just looks like a swarm of flies. (laughs) Um, So, they they fly out of, uh, of the vents in the bathroom and they go into his eyes. So my problem with that scene is that he doesn't look concerned at all. He's just like, oh, there's this weird fly swarm behind me as he's looking at his reflection in the mirror. And he kind of turns around like, oh, and they just fly right into his eyes and his expression doesn't change. He doesn't look concerned. (laughs) He's just like, cool, dude. You would think even for a split second as he sees them coming towards him, he might be like, ugh, or something. Yeah, anything. I would be panicking if I was with a swarm of anything. (laughs) I remember going for bike rides when I was a kid. And like, you know how you... You're going along, you know, doing your own thing and whatever. And then all of a sudden you'd hit, like, the swarm of gnats and they'd just be, like, all over the place. Oh, like, yeah. And you have like, a split second before you're actually in the middle of them where you're like, oh, yeah, no! you're, you're like, close your mouth! Stop breathing! <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nasty. I had one fly into my eye one time. That burned so <laughs> That sounds bad. so horrible. Oh, because I like went right through the swarm because I didn't know and it was too late to avoid it. And <laughs> I'm going and I'm like, oh, there's something in my eye. And I like blinked, right? And like for the first couple of blinks, it wasn't so bad. And then I, I kept blinking to try and like keep, you know, getting it out of my eye. And then it must have like exploded or something. <laughs> <laughs> burned my eye like it was like oh somebody poured god. acid in there i was like this is terrible what oh my the heck? god it was so bad oh my god anyways that's my gnat swarm story <laughs> i know somebody who once got you know glow sticks yeah they like got the glow stick goo in their eye oh no when they were a kid and had to like crawl to the neighbor's house to, for help that sounds terrible <laughs> It is terrible. I'm sorry I'm laughing. <laughs> Devin, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm also kind of sorry. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would laugh if I did it, though. That's the thing. Is like, I laugh when I hurt myself. and You, know, so. you laugh when other people hurt themselves, too, Rochelle. I laugh when everybody hurts themselves, including me. So I think it's okay that way. Okay. I just t- tell that to myself so I don't feel like a horrible person. <laughs> I don't think you're a horrible person. Oh, I think that's good. I think it's like your awkward way of dealing with it. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to laugh. Yeah. 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 I think mm-hmm. it's okay. So um, then we cut to an airplane. Passengers are boarding. Uh, Amanda, the flight attendant, is welcoming everyone on board. And she says, have a nice flight, sir, to fly eyes. <laughs> um, and he kind of turns around and says, oh, I intend to. And we see that his eyes are all black. Ha! <laughs> Also, like, how did she not freak out? Well, my notes here say (laughs) that she seems concerned, but clearly thought it was all her imagination. Her imagination. (laughs) Her imagination. Imagination. (laughs) Yes. So. I just had a Willy Wonka moment. Oh, where are all of our imaginations? 
Anyways. I don't remember that. You don't know that song? I've only seen that movie like once. Okay, never mind. I think it upset me. I think the blueberry girl upset me. (laughs) She had to get squeezed. Yeah. (laughs) Concerned me too much. Um, so then the flight is in the air and Fly Eyes asks the woman sitting next to him uh, how long they've been up in the air. She says 40 minutes and he says the cheesiest thing. Oh, time sure does fly. <laughs> and then she looks like, wow, that was the cheesiest thing that's <laughs> like, ever been said nice to me. Nice try, guy. Like, yeah. I haven't heard it before. <laughs> yeah. So he excuses himself to stand up and goes over to the emergency exit door opens it and falls out of the plane (laughs) also like like nothing he's just like oh i'm gonna sneak you know like okay there is so much pressure in an airplane cabin like Mm -hmm. he's just like oh i'm just gonna open this real quick and just hop right out of the airplane yeah (laughs) like yeah that freaks me out i'm not gonna lie it's not right yeah um so amanda the flight attendant she manages to strap herself into a seat and the plane crashes uh we cut to dean sleeping in a motel room Sam comes in. It's 5.45 in the morning. Uh, he comes in with coffee. And we learn that Sam is only getting a few hours of sleep every night and still having nightmares. Um, Dean is like, hey, it's not okay <laughs> if you're not getting enough sleep because I need you to be sharp and alert and, like, have my back. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then Dean pulls out a giant knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. Well, and it's so funny because it was like Sam was going, you're not scared. Like, how can you not be scared? This or I don't know. It was just kind of like a he surprise says, that he's not scared. Yeah. You know? um, my notes here say the job never keeps Dean up at night and he's never too afraid to sleep. <laughs> and then he's so, got this like huge butcher knife under his yeah. pillow. Like, I wouldn't be afraid to sleep either if I had a knife under my you pillow. You can't sleep with that under your pillow. You would stab your own eye. <laughs> You would literally just like, "Eh," and die. (laughs) You'd be all brains all over your pillow. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen that easily. It should be like in a sheath of some sort. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Or at least like, I don't know. And like on the nightstand, you know? Yeah. Not, not under the pillow. Like, I get it. Maybe, maybe under your mattress. (laughs) Like just not, not something that big under your pillow. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's a firm pillow and it doesn't move much. <laughs> it didn't look that firm. Hey, listen, I don't know, but we'll go with it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they get a phone call from a guy named Jerry, who is uh, who Dean and his dad helped with a poltergeist a few years ago. Uh, he needs their help again now. So when Jerry meets Sam, he says, Dean and your dad really helped me out. Sam says, yeah, he told me it was a poltergeist. Someone in the background says, poltergeist, man, I love that movie, which is like the best part of the whole episode, I also, think. Also, another one for the list, because I haven't seen that. Oh, you, oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta watch yeah. poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know what it's about, but it's It's about fine. creepy children. Oh, okay. That's and fine. a poltergeist. <laughs> well, you know. And a TV. <laughs> You'll like it. Okay. Okay. Um, Jerry says to Dean, if it wasn't for you and your dad, I probably wouldn't be alive. Then Jerry tells Sam that Daddy Winchester was super proud of Sam being off at college. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Sam's Um, like, this is news to me. Why are you breaking this to me right now? Yeah. Sam was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, But apparently John talked about Sam all the time. So Sam is shocked here. I'm crying because it's like... Sam spent all this time thinking that his dad, like, hated him and his decisions, but really he was proud. Also, I feel like if I was Sam, I'd feel a little guilty because, like, Sam has been, like, equally, like, I can't stand this dude. Like, this is what he did to me. And then, like, realizing that, like, what he thought his dad was thinking versus what he was actually thinking is two totally different things. Right. He's probably like, oh, this is. I feel guilty and also this is really awkward right now. Yeah. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, all of it must be incredibly weird. But um, Jerry works for the airline whose flight crashed at the beginning of the episode. And he has the boys listen to the cockpit voice recorder of the downed flight. I said that weird. Cockpit voice recorder. (laughs) That's what I tried to say. Um, They hear some creepy moaning and growling. Um, And so only seven people survived the crash. The pilot was one and he blames himself for the whole thing. Uh, Dean wants to look at the wreckage, but Jerry doesn't have that kind of clearance. <laughs> Poor Jerry. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, so they go to 
Kinkos? Okay, it's called Copy Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a Kinkos. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I feel like Copy Jack is like an old rundown version of a Kinkos. Like, just from the outside, like, there's it too many neon be. type signs out there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like par for the course for that time. Like, was it a real place or did they make it up for the episode? They made it up. So okay. I was looking it up and apparently a copy jack is like some sort of weird like handheld copier thing. Like I don't know how the heck it works, but you like you must just like hold your hand over it and like scan things and like I don't know. I don't know how it sounds weird. I can't figure it out. Like I feel like that's Everyone listening is like, yeah, no shit, a copy jack. Like, yeah. You haven't heard of that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not a thing. Nope. No. <laughs> uh, so Sam EVPs the cockpit. I can't say it. Cockpit <laughs> recorder. <laughs> and here's a voice say, no survivors. Ah! Yeah. Yep. Um, so they actually talked to one of the survivors named Max, who has checked himself into a mental institution. I would, too. <laughs> I also would, too. Um, soft Sammy voice asks Max if he noticed anything unusual. Um, he eventually confesses that he saw a guy, uh, fly eyes, with, uh, with black eyes open the emergency exit. But that's impossible because there's two tons of pressure on that door when in flight. Uh, which is true. It is impressive. Yeah. Uh, so Sam and Dean go to Fly Eye's house, whose name is actually George. George! George, to talk to his <laughs> wife. Um, they want to make sure he isn't a creature with super strength, and that's how he was able to open the door. Uh, but George is, in fact, a dentist. <laughs> and he was headed to a dental convention. Because <laughs> that's so exciting. Poor this- guy. Like, okay, honestly, like, uh, I've never been to a dental convention, but I can only imagine that there's something like a massage convention where there's some things that are intriguing and exciting and, like, okay, the rest of it is just, like, how long until this is over? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you've got to be really, really into dentistry to find that exciting. <laughs> you know, like. and I'm sure there's people that do. And to yeah. power to them, I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. But, like, to be terrified to fly and then have to go to a dental convention, you're not even going somewhere fun. I know, you know? right? <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that sucks. Um, his wife says uh, the only strange thing about him was that he had acid reflux. Oh. <laughs> I love how she said it, too. It was like, you mean something strange? Um, you mean, like, acid reflux? It's yeah. Like, um, that's not that strange, lady. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I totally have that. <laughs> Does not give me super strength. Um, so they go rent suits to impersonate Homeland Security. Uh, Dean says he looks like a blues brother, which I totally love the reference to. Which Rochelle had never heard of. Another thing that I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. That's it's like it's like kind of weird that I've heard of it. I think it's like more of an older generation thing. I feel like I've heard the name, yeah. but I don't like know anything about any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a like a SNL sketch that they made into some movies, and hmm. they make music and. Anyway. Right over my head. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and Sam says that Dean looks like a seventh grader's first dance, which is super cute. Okay. My first, my first seventh grade dance, (laughs) there was an inappropriate slow dance, but, but anyways, um, I kind of don't want to have that on the recording. (laughs) That's fine. We'll leave it. We'll see. Um, look, I just like, I slow danced to I'll make love to you and I grabbed a butt. That's all that happened. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's totally fine. So anyways, they uh, they fake ID their way into the warehouse holding the plane wreckage. And Dean pulls out a homemade EMF reader made out of his old Walkman. I love it. And he's so proud of that thing, too. I know. That's some MacGyver shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, look at me. Look what I did. And Sam's just like, um, okay. Dean looks like super offended that Sam isn't impressed. (laughs) But I think we're all impressed. Like all of the viewers. I think we were all impressed. Yeah. Or at least thought it was endearing. It's super cute. (laughs) Super cute, yes. Um, So the EMF starts going off around the emergency door handle. They scrape some crusty gunk off the handle to inspect later. (laughs) Dean has some of this crusty gunk on his hand and wipes wipes it off on Sam. (laughs) 
<laughs> to be fair. I really liked. <laughs> I do that to, like, the people that I know really well, if I get something on my hand, I'll just, like, oh, here, you can have it now. Oh, I totally do that to Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. All the time. I mean. Like, sometimes I go out of my way to actively sneeze on him. <laughs> <laughs> I have not done that. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate it, but I'm just like, here, I'm sharing this with you because I love you. <laughs> I feel like that's some weird love. He, he gets really mad. <laughs> I would probably be more than a little bit mad if, if yeah, no, mm, I'd be more than mad if somebody sneezed on me. I'd be like that little kid video where, like, the two sisters are sitting next to each other and the one sneezes and, like, snots all over her sister and the other one's like, oh my gosh, can you at least, like, cover your mouth? And she's, like, four, right? Yeah. And she's just, like, freaking out. That would be me. Yeah, well, I share everything with Eric. <laughs> just don't share with me. <laughs> no, I won't sneeze on you. Okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> So two real Homeland Security agents come to the warehouse. Uh, They're not happy to hear that two imposters are there. So Sam and Dean escape and jumped over a barbed wire topped fence. Okay, let's be honest. Sam had to just like kind of hop over it. And that's it. He didn't even have to go very far. He's already like six plus feet right what what did we decide he's like six four or something like that so dean like takes off his jacket to put over the barbed wire part which is how i thought you're supposed to jump over those type of fences like that's just i mean you learn i I would do it you learn that in elementary school (laughs) okay maybe you (laughs) i don't know what elementary school you went to but i did not learn that in mine (laughs) but sam didn't have to do that because he just literally like barely hopped over he's just like oh let me just swing my leg over yeah So then we cut to the pilot of the downed flight. He's about to go back up and fly a tiny little plane for the first time since the crash. Um, You can tell that he doesn't want to, but he says that the waiting is worse. Um, Yeah. And I could see that. That would be pretty traumatic. Um, While he's waiting for the plane to gas up, the black fly smoke comes out of a vent and goes into his eyes. Yeah. And he doesn't really react either. He kind of sees it and is like, oh, what's that? Like, and then, too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we cut back to Jerry, who's inspecting the crusty gunk under a microscope. <laughs> and hey, guess what? It's sulfur. Hey. <laughs> Dean says that there's not many things that leave behind a sulfuric residue. And Sam says, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to the possessed pilot. He's getting into this tiny plane with his friend, and he is now acting all gung ho, like, "Hey, let's go fly this thing! I'm ready." Also, that would make me nervous if I was his buddy, because like clearly he was freaking out just like three seconds ago. Yeah, and like now all of a sudden he's like, "This is awesome! Let's do it!" I'd be like, "Okay, hold on." I'd Who be like, are "You, you just, want to be done with my friend? You just like took some coke or something." <laughs> I, know, like, I wouldn't be like, "Are you possessed now?" But I would be like, "What drugs did you just take?" <laughs> also, like, uh, yeah, that would that would make me nervous yes. in all directions. <laughs> so after they've been in the air for a while, the pilot asks his friend how long they've been in the air, and he says, "Almost forty minutes." And the pilot says, "Wow, time really does fly." Like, okay, uh, this like. <laughs> Learn some new one-liners, demon. I know, right? Like, how unoriginal. Like, somebody doesn't get out much. (laughs) Right, and how many times do you think he's done it? Like, learn another line. I know, right? Maybe it's, like, a trademark. You know how serial killers... Oh, I just had an epiphany. Okay, you know how, like, serial killers sometimes will, like, leave their little marks or whatever that, like... Maybe that's his mark. Their signature? That's his signature. Yeah. Wow, time really does fly. It is. You're right. What? <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for making that connection. <laughs> oh, no. I'm proud of you, too. <laughs> oh, this is an accomplishment for me today. <laughs> oh, man. So, the pilot points plane at the ground and knocks out his friend and the plane crashes and almost runs into a tractor i was, tractor. I was worried for the guy driving the tractor because he's looking in the air like huh i know <laughs> he's the plane coming right i would have bailed him. right out of that tractor I not that too. i would have been able to get very far on foot with a plane that's you know clearly falling faster than i could run but yeah still. <laughs> yeah that would have freaked me out um so sammy does some research um, it says, according to Japanese beliefs, certain demons are behind natural and man-made disasters. So maybe this is a demon who causes plane crashes. 
Um, this is where Dean says demons aren't their normal gig, to which I lol. <laughs> I, I laughed a little bit. It was Does, more of a, a smirk yeah. and a little guffaw. You know? I realize that we're supposed to be spoiler free here, but I think it's okay to say that like they really do become their gig. So is this their first demon encounter, do you think? Had they just heard about it maybe from other hunters or their dad that's not really clear i mean they seem to kind of scramble at the beginning like we don't have any idea as to what like okay like with the sulfur and everything you would think that they would like if they'd seen it before they would realize that that's what it is right sulfur has a very distinct smell if nothing else that's true so right i mean and they had heard an account like max the guy who was in the the mental ward was like this guy had all black eyes and they were like oh weird that's strange yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't think i think this is like their first their first demon it must be i think so Jerry calls uh, to tell them about the small plane crash. So they head there to check out the wreckage and they find more sulfur. Um, they realize that the demon is crashing the planes 40 minutes into the flights. Why 40 minutes? Dean says it's biblical numerology, which made me laugh a lot. <laughs> so what we should think here is 40 means death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He says Noah's Ark. It rained for 40 days. The number means death. So that was news to me. Um, Sam's research shows six plane crashes over the last decade that all went down 40 minutes in. There have been no survivors until now. So since the cockpit, I can't say it, cockpit voice recorder has EVP that says no survivors. They think the demon is going after the survivors to finish the job. They contact the other survivors and make sure they aren't going to be flying anytime soon. And surprise, none are, except for the flight attendant, Amanda. I definitely wouldn't. Who would ever get on a plane ever again? I'd be, like, training everywhere I could possibly go. There's no, yeah, there's no, okay, but trains, they crash too. Yeah, but not as often, I feel like. Like, okay. Way more often. Okay, just because one happened recently in our area doesn't mean that it happens frequently. It happens all the time. I know because Eric takes the train to work. And so, I mean, I don't check every day (laughs) to see. Okay, I really am that neurotic. (laughs) Anyway. um, so Your eyes, though. (laughs) I really am. (laughs) So, uh, Sam and Dean uh, learn that it's going to be her first night back on the job, so they drive to her airport. Uh, When they get there, they're able to get her on the phone. Dean pretends to be, I think hospital staff um he says her sister had a bad car accident basically to keep her from getting on the airplane but she totally sees through that bullshit because (laughs) she just got off the phone with her sister she asks him if uh he's her ex-boyfriend's friend to which he says oh uh yeah you got me (laughs) then um tells her that her ex is really messed up about her and needs to see her tonight and she's all into it like, way to talk her into getting back together with a shitty ex-boyfriend. I know, right? Like, of all the things, like, I, no. Because you don't know what you're talking about here, dude. Like, you can yeah, be like. He's like, he's all messed up about you. And she's like, oh, really? Okay, I suppose that's better than, like, her getting on an airplane and dying. This is true. But still, like, that guy sounds like a total tool. So yeah. that was disappointing. <laughs> um, so she says to have her ex call her when she lands. So she's getting on the plane. Uh, here we see the flight is leaving from gate 13. Uh-huh. Dun, is dun, it dun. a Friday, per <laughs> chance? I mean, I hope it is. <laughs> it ought to be. Um, so Sam says they have to get on that plane. Um, and Dean doesn't want to. Why? Because he's afraid of flying. <laughs> Sam looks totally like shocked by this. He's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, you're that afraid is like to it. fly?" And then Dean says, "Why do you think I drive everywhere, Sam?" <laughs> like actively freaking out. Yeah. So, but Sam talks him into it because there's really no other option. Yeah. Sam's like, "I can do this by myself, or you can come with me." But that's it. Those are our only options. Like, one of us or both of us have to get on this flight. Yeah. But Dean's not going to let his baby brother go do that by himself. So he's like, well, if you're going to die, I might as well die too. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is terrible, but also at the same time, like, that's just them. He loves his brother, I yeah. guess, enough to get on the thing that scares him. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> so Dean pretty much freaks out during takeoff, and we find here that he hums Metallica to himself to calm down. That's kind of amazing, too. Like, <laughs> I wonder what song, you know? <laughs> oh, it totally said in the, um, in the, uh, what's the word? The closed captioning. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't remember what it is. Oh, no. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I just read that in Interesting Facts. Anyways. I don't know, but I feel like that would be awesome if they did have a song. Because, like, now I want to listen to that song when I go flying next. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, they say the demon is possessing someone with some kind of weakness, a chink in the armor that the demon can worm through, someone with addictions or emotional distress. My first thought was like, oh my gosh, Dean's going to get possessed. (laughs) Yeah, because he's freaking out. Yeah, he's like losing it, right? Yeah. Okay, I always freak out a little bit during takeoff. I think that's the fun part. Oh, no. It is not the fun part. Takeoff and landing, the rest of it's just boring sitting there in the air. Landing is a lot less stressful than takeoff, I think. Oh, I think it's kind of fun. There's always that moment of, like, vertigo. Like, am I going to throw up? Am I going to throw up? It's like that roller coaster moment. I don't know. I don't like it. I've never had that moment. I always do. Every time now. I'm just like, (laughs) Good thing they have the little barf baggies. Yeah. I don't know. I hate it. Um, Sam thinks that maybe Amanda is possessed because this is her first flight back. So she's probably incredibly nervous. So Dean's going to go talk to her. Um, He says there's a way to check if a person is possessed. And then he pulls out holy water. (laughs) Which, okay, how do you get that through security? You can't bring liquids. Whatever. It's fine for the show. Maybe it was less than four ounces. (laughs) Maybe. It didn't look like it. (laughs) I don't know. But that's okay. Sam says, you know what? We need to go more subtle. If she's possessed, she'll flinch at the name of God. So Sam says to say it in Latin, which is Christo. Okay. Why wouldn't you just say, oh, my God, or something, and see them flinch? Like, it's a lot easier to say God than it is, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like it's not the same impact, though. As you know, Christo. Like, okay. As, like, this is, like, one of the more original languages of how you say this sort of thing. You, you yeah. know, like, it's, it's more... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, there's some turbulence, and Dean cannot deal with it. Um, <laughs> Poor bugger is freaking out. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh my, god! oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. I freak. I mean, I like turbulence generally, but the last time I was on an airplane, I totally, I couldn't. It, it, it just went on for too long. <laughs> it went on for too long, and it was like that definite roller coaster, like the plane was jumping up and down. Yeah. I was trying to like hold on with my toes. <laughs> Like, everything was awful. Clench everything. Yeah, I did. I, everything. Everything was trying to grip the seat. Oh, yuck. I didn't mean it to get that dark. Sorry. Oh, man. So, anyway. Oh, get dark. It just it, it went to a disturbing place. naked hairless cats yes sphinx cats or whatever like okay personally i think they're disturbing looking but yeah you know whatever it's fine some people think they're cute i know people that think that they're cute and by all means fine give them a home because i won't you Mm -hmm. know like i can't i can't do that a naked cat it just looks too weird but anyways i was reading this story that somebody had submitted to something that was like oh funny work stories sort of thing Mm mm-hmm and they worked at a vet clinic, and this cat <laughs> was naked, and it would sit down on the glass countertops and leave little butt puckers. Oh, no! <laughs> and they were joking that they'd have to carry a spatula around to, like, <laughs> desuction the cat. Oh, no! <laughs> Poor cat. But... <laughs> and I don't think, I think they were exaggerating on that part, but also, like, it's kind of great. That's Get the spatula really stuck to the counter again. <laughs> That just, like, oh, that makes me want to just, like, Clorox everything. Not clinch everything. Yes. Clorox everything. Oh, God. Oh. Anyways, the the butt clenching and holding on to the seat <laughs> reminded me of that. 
talks with Amanda in the back of the plane. Um, he mutters the word Cristo, and she's like, huh, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, excuse me? So he says it louder, but she's not affected. So then there's... She just m- thinks he's nuts. <laughs> she's like, right, go back to your seat now. <laughs> um, so there's more turbulence. Dean is freaking out, and Sam says he needs to calm down so he doesn't get possessed. So Dean does some breathing exercises here, <laughs> which seem to work and is hilarious. <laughs> He's clearly like panicked before. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so Sam finds an exorcism in Daddy Winchester's journal. It's a two-parter. The first part expels the demon and makes it manifest, which makes it more powerful. And then the second part sends it back to hell. So Dean starts walking up and down the aisles, EMFing everyone, uh, but no one is setting it off. Uh, Then it starts making some squelching noises. Uh, The bathroom in the front of the plane opens and the co-pilot steps out. Dean says, Cristo, and the co-pilot's eyes go black. Then he steps into the cockpit and locks the door. He has a cockpit! (laughs) Hey! I said it! it! High five! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Sam and Dean go talk to Amanda again. They explain that the flight is going to go down just like the last one, um, but she can help stop that by getting the co-pilot to the back of the plane to talk to them. Um, they don't really go into the whole, like, hey, supernatural shit is going to go down. Yeah. Dean basically says, like, we don't have time for the whole truth is out there talk. Um, <laughs> like, we just got to do this right now. Yeah, yeah. But she does mention that on the, the flight that crashed before, she saw... Um, a gentleman with black eyes. So yeah. she, she, you kind of get the fact that like she knows that it's supernatural. She knows something's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets the co-pilot back there, which um, was super easy too. By the way, she's just like, oh, just come back here real quick, and he's just like, okay, sure. You know, like yeah, it's probably not that easy. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um, well, Dean punches him in the face and duct tapes his mouth shut, <laughs> <laughs> and Sam starts like pouring holy water on him, um, and he starts steaming. I know, like, that looks super painful, and the holes are burning in his shirt. I don't know. The steam from holy water freaks me out a little bit. Like, I think it's kind of interesting, but also what I've never understood is why does it burn their clothes? You know, I think that it only does that in this episode. I think future holy watering, um, (laughs) like, they steam, but I don't think it does their clothes. I don't remember. I think it's supposed to be more like the demon is steaming, not the... Not the meat suit. Well, yeah, like it's supposed to be the de- like it's steaming. Yeah, but this also- one burns. Like in this episode, the meat suit burns. Yeah, but like I think in other ones, it's not <laughs> the meat suit. The meat suit. <laughs> oh, the if only suit. we came up with that ourselves. I know. <laughs> Spoiler: We did not. <laughs> but it's okay because yeah. you don't know how or when. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're just going to take credit for that. Um, so, <laughs> At least until otherwise noted. <laughs> it's like two more episodes. Um, Sam. Samuel. Sam. Sam uh, starts the exorcism. The co-pilot kicks them aside, rips off the duct tape, and says to Sam, I know what happened to your girlfriend. And like, creechy. Creechy? Creepy, sketchy. Okay, like... I'm going to try it. He says, I know what happened to your girlfriend. <laughs> she must have died screaming. Even now she burns. <laughs> How's that? While being hilarious, I don't think that was the same. That was really good. That was pretty good. However, <laughs> it was not deep enough. Oh, well. You're going to have to go like more of a base rather than like. Alto, I guess, maybe is what that would be. <laughs> okay, well, that was my best effort. Hey, what? Listen, it was a good effort. It was a good effort. Okay. I'm not saying that it's wrong. Okay. Because, like, your voice shouldn't hit that octave, or else I would be out the door peeing my pants right now. Okay, good. <laughs> so, the uh, fly smoke demon stuff comes out of the co-pilot and goes into the vents um, and in his struggle he kicks Daddy Winchester's journal down the aisle and then he goes limp. So at this point the plane starts falling and like like plummeting. Plummeting like everything is everywhere people are trying to like not die and this is why you wear your seatbelt. <laughs> this is why even you... when the seatbelt sign exactly. isn't on. <laughs> exactly. So um, Sam's crawling down the aisle trying to get the journal to finish the exorcism, and Dean is cowering in the back of the plane, screaming. <laughs> Which is like the funniest thing. It's so funny. I love this episode because it's their first like 
real attempt at humor. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and Jensen Ackles pulls it off, I think. <laughs> um, so Sam finishes the exorcism, and the plane gets hit by lightning, and then levels out and is totally fine. Which I feel like would be the opposite of what would happen if the plane got hit by lightning. Granted, I don't know what would happen when a plane I don't know. I think hit. planes probably get hit by lightning pretty often. I would feel... Yeah, that's true. Probably. It must just be fine. Know. I'm going to ask my uncle. Maybe... Th- He'll know. No, because they're above the clouds, right? No, they go through clouds all the time. Well, they go through clouds, but, like, once you hit... Okay, I guess it depends on the flight. Like, from my understanding of, you know, piloty knowledge, which is not really much... <laughs> My well, it's not called piloty knowledge. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> listen, it's fine. So, <laughs> from my understanding of flight, um, <laughs> like, at least in the flights that I've been on, I've always noticed, because, like, you kind of, like, go through the clouds at first, and then you get up above them, and you kind of, like, hang out above the clouds. Yeah. So, I'd feel like you probably don't get hit by lightning too often, because when lightning strikes, it goes, like, down towards the earth, mm-hmm. not up into the sky i don't know i don't know how lightning works either like it might go up and we only see the stuff that comes down i don't really know i'm gonna find out i'm gonna ask my uncle okay he knows this stuff he's a rocket scientist okay he's not really but i just call him that (laughs) but he is a scientist (laughs) i'm gonna stop (laughs) that's a shout out to you uncle scott okay (laughs) (laughs) um at this point uh dean looks like he might have had an oopsie poopsie (laughs) which i mean i would too i would too (laughs) For sure. <laughs> there's, there's no way that wouldn't... Yeah. At least a little bit of a leak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So um, at the airport, and here we are at gate 13 again. Are, did they turn around and go back to the... I mean, if they were only like 40 minutes out, yeah. they probably turned back around. That's the thing. Like, that's what confused me the most about this whole thing, because it looked like they were in the same airport, right? They probably so like, turned around How do you that. take off from one airport and land at the same airport, you know, and yeah. like, they probably did just turn around. Yeah. Okay. Um, so everyone is talking to the FBI about what happened, and the co-pilot says he doesn't remember anything, not even getting on the plane. Um, Sam, Sketchy! Yeah. Because <laughs> he was possessed. <laughs> By the gnat swarm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Sam says to Dean that the demon knew about Jessica, and Dean says that demons read minds and they lie, and that's all it was. But Sam does not look convinced. I did not... I was not convinced either. But okay, so like, he doesn't do you, say it convincingly. So does that mean that Jessica's in hell? I don't think so. Because he says even now she burns. Like I know she was burning on the ceiling and that's how she died, but even yeah. now she burns kind of implies like hellfire. Well, and it's strange too because like even after watching all of the episodes, like I honestly don't remember ever hearing much about Jessica. There's Ever, no, you know, there's like, no, yeah, there's no, like, this is what happened to her or anything like that. Like, she's just, she died on the fire, in the yeah. fire on the ceiling, and that's it. Like, I would think probably she didn't go to hell. <laughs> like, I hope not. I don't but know. But, like, if she, okay, we'll have to talk about this in later episodes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so they meet up with Jerry afterwards and ask him how he got Dean's number since he's only had it for about six months. Um, Jerry says he called John Winchester and his voicemail says to call Dean if they need help. Um, at this point, Sam looks like he's going to cry. I think, I don't know if he looked like he was going to cry. He looked I think like he, he looked was going to like anger cry. Yeah, he looked like he was pissed. Yeah. Like, Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. So then they have like their kind of bro moment scene where they're like hanging out on the outside of the of baby, the car, mm-hmm. and they call John's number and it does in fact say like, call my son Dean, he can help. Yeah. And then um, Sam's all pissy pants and gets in the car <laughs> and Dean gets in the car and they drive away and credits. Okay. So my thoughts on this episode, um, the first one is... When they were in the original plane and it crashed and, you know, everybody's like, this guy's kind of weird. Why is he hanging out by the door? Like, why did nobody even walk over to him and be like, um, can I help you with something? You know? Yeah. Like, well, he wasn't there for very long. And Max, the guy who checked himself into, like, the mental ward, like, was shouting at him, like, what are you doing? But, like, he wasn't there long enough for most people to, like... This is true, but he just kind of, like, wandered up into... Okay, so here's the thing, though, is, like, I feel like in the flights that I've been on anyways, like, most people don't just, like, go and walk up 
to that area of the plane and, like, hang out by the door. Like, that's kind of where yeah. the flight attendants are. You yeah. know, like, you don't go up there, really. Yeah, so. that's true. I agree with that. I mean, people do, like, wander around to kind of, like, stretch their legs. Oh, yeah, stuff, definitely. Sure. But not, like, stand there by the emergency yeah. exit looking all Also, do those doors have windows like that one did? I can't remember. I don't think it had a window, did it? That one did. I mean, in the, yeah, this episode it did because he oh. was kind of looking out it. Oh, oh but. yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I don't know. Well... I don't know if I've ever seen one with a window in it, but also I could have just not been paying attention. Yeah, now I'm going to, next time I'm on a flight. I know, me too. I will, like, text you and be like, this emergency exit has a window. I know, like, there's a motherfucking window right here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go stand by it. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that. Somebody yell Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And the people would think that you were nuts unless they seemed supernatural, and then they would think that you're extra nuts. You yeah, like, that's like, exactly right. Oh, no! <laughs> and then I could be like, hey, I got this podcast. <laughs> so here's this thing. You should listen, you should to, listen to this. <laughs> We're weird and it's great. Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the next um, thought that I had, and I wrote it down and I don't even remember like where it happened in the episode. And I was like, oh, I think this is referencing like, I think it's the exorcist where it's floating over a bed and barfing beat pea soup. Oh, that's totally the exercise. Okay. Yeah. So like, I don't remember where they referenced it in there, but I just remember writing it down and being like, oh yeah, this is from this or whatever. And I'm like, cool. I don't remember where they reference it either, but they absolutely do. And yeah. That's, yeah. I was kind of like, hey, I get a reference. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no. Well, so it's kind of funny. So I was just talking about this movie with um, somebody that I used to work with who has since retired and has told me like, okay, you need to watch this by yourself with the lights off and then tell me if you can sleep with the lights off. Yeah. He's like, he's, and it's so funny because he's like in his late sixties, right? And he's like, I watched this movie and I couldn't sleep with the lights on for like a month or without the lights being on for like a month. And I was like, oh, (laughs) we should watch that movie. I've only seen it once and I was like 17 and I loved it. But it is a slow burn. Like it's it's that slow suspenseful with like some moments of terror. But the actress who barfs the pea soup is actually (laughs) um, Linda Blair. She's actually in an episode of Supernatural. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which one. She plays a cop who's, like, sympathetic to Sam. Am I lying to you? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if it was Sam or... Anyways, it I doesn't matter. <laughs> she's... she. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Okay. But, yeah, she's definitely in it. And at <laughs> yeah. the end of the episode, Sam's like, I feel like eating pea soup for some reason. <laughs> like that. Oh, no, I don't remember it. Of course, it probably just, like, like, went right over my head, yeah. too, because I had no idea what they were talking about at the time. So yeah. there's also that. But, <laughs> um... So the last thought that I had was Dean will never get on another plane ever. Not ever. And you know what? I wouldn't either if I was on that flight. I totally fucking wouldn't. Like, yeah, no. I feel like given enough time and therapy, I might be able to get on another flight. But I, I would have to be that. like totally tranked out. There's yeah, yeah. there have to be some sort of. Massive amount of Benadryl. Yeah. See, but here's the thing, though, is that Benadryl does not do that oh, to me. that is not cool. <laughs> when I, you would just be running back and forth I'd on the aisle. I'd be like, we're all going to die! <laughs> like running down, <laughs> up and down the aisle. And oh, everybody would be, like, freaking out. And then they'd probably, like, I don't know what they would do. They'd probably, like, strap me to my seat or something and be yeah. like, dude, calm down. Like, what is wrong with you? Benadryl! <laughs> I don't know! Help me! Oh, Oh, it would be terrible. (laughs) That's a great mental picture. Oh yeah, that that, and I'd probably be like hitting my head on (laughs) On the the ceiling (laughs) every step I took if I got into it enough because I'm like tall enough. And because you're that tall, you'd be hopping a little bit, and I'd be like hopping and running, and I'd probably like (laughs) whack my head every time I took a step. It'd be great. No, it wouldn't be. I'd end up with a concussion. It'd just be fantastic. Anyways, um, (laughs) so our interesting facts for this episode. (laughs) So, um. Sam tells Dean that God's name is in Latin is Christo, which it's actually Christus. I don't know how Chris, Christus, maybe. I don't. I don't know how. I, I don't know either. how to speak Latin, but um, Christo means anointed one in Greek. So why did they change that? Like, I don't know. Point? Maybe it was like 
too, I don't know, because I feel like with the mythology and that sort of stuff, for certain, like, for most of the episodes, actually, like, if you were to go and look up online, like, what is this creature, or what is this thing, like, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, it's gonna be pretty similar, it's not gonna be exactly the same, but it's gonna be pretty darn similar, so, like, I don't know why they didn't, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, the way they were saying it that it wasn't right or maybe mm-hmm. they just decided to change it because they didn't want it to be like too right you know i don't know i don't know just kind of strange to yeah. me i didn't I, I i don't really that's weird i don't get it but yeah. whatever <laughs> um so in this episode it's the first time an exorcism is performed but it's not the usual one that they do in later episodes and I don't know how to say Oh um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have like a like a regular favored one. Yeah, it's like the their go-to exorcism. Yeah, and it doesn't um, have like two parts to it. It's just like a paragraph basically. Yeah. It's like a here we're going to read this and then smoke you out. Well, also I think possibly because this is the first, um... I'm really, like, trying not to giggle because you just said smoke me out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh. Okay, sorry. Continue. It's you were just good. looking at me. I was, I was like, like trying not to laugh. laughing at me? I Did just... I give something away? Like, <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. I just, I needed, I just had a moment. Okay, <laughs> keep going. It's all good, but, okay. um... Yeah, they have, like, their short and sweet one that I think with the Winchester boys, like, the first one was probably, like, the, we don't know what to do, so this is the first one that I found, and then they later find, like, oh, this is super easy, you know, at least compared to whatever. I don't know. Right. No, I agree with you. They simplify things, my friend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Night at the Museum (laughs) 2. Simplify. I have not seen those movies. (laughs) No, because I have that animal problem, you know, where, like, if there's any animal, an animal, if any, there's not any animal things that, what I are that there? would bother you, what though. What are there? I mean, there's, like, cavemen, I guess, but yep, nothing that counts. really happens. I feel bad for them. Like, I But just, nothing happens to them that I remember. I don't know. I, I've been told that I can't watch that movie because of my issues. <laughs> I feel like you could probably watch that and it would be fine. Okay, I'll have to have Eric do it. He, yeah. He's a good judge. Have him watch it and then like see Like, what I can handle. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think you would think the second one was hilarious. Okay. I think Hank Azaria... Like, he's the voice actor. He mm-hmm. plays a pharaoh in the second one, and he's, like, supposedly terrifying, and he's got this, like, lisp thing, and he's like, simplify, my friend. Yeah. You know? like, it's great. Anyways. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's... That's a whole nother... That's a rabbit... <laughs> rabbit trail there. But, um... So, another interesting slash fun fact, um, for a while after the airing of this episode, when you called Dean's number that they showed, um... And I don't know if did they actually say it or did they just have it? The voicemail, like oh, like John's from, voicemail yeah. says it. Like and then, here's the number to call. And then the closed captions later changed the number. So even though like you heard one thing, they changed the number on the captions mm-hmm. to another thing. It was all very confusing. <laughs> don't call this number yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But yeah. So if you were to call the number when it first. Um, came out uh you'd get the message that said this is dean winchester if this is an emergency please leave a message if you're calling about 11283 page me with your coordinates and 11283 is the date that mary winchester died no oh, it's too much it's just yeah. <laughs> it's not okay it's never gonna but, get over it <laughs> never gonna get over it So I did some research on haunted airplanes, uh, and Eastern Airlines Flight 401 crashed in the Florida Everglades on December 29th, 1972, killing 101 of the 176 people on board. The pilot, Bob Loft, and the flight engineer, Don Repo, were among those who perished. Uh, Eastern Airlines reportedly salvaged parts of the wrecked aircraft for use on other planes in its fleet. Uh, not long after this, the ghosts of Loft and Repo were seen on more than 20 occasions by crew members on other Eastern flights, uh, especially those that had the salvaged plane parts. The apparitions of Loft and Repo were described as being incredibly lifelike. They were not only reported by people who had known Loft and Repo, but their ghosts were also identified from pictures by people who had never met them. 
Um, some sightings have multiple witnesses. Uh, flights captain and two flight attendants claimed to have seen and spoken to Loft before takeoff and watched him vanish, uh, which messed them up so badly that they canceled the flight. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would do the same. Like, like, I'd be like, I am not okay to fly right now. Like, I think that something's wrong here. I think that's, you know? I think that's crazy when you think about it. Like, Ew. that they, they were like so shaken by it. It's they, like they were shook. <laughs> they were shook. <laughs> Did you really just say they were shook? <laughs> oh, I said it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> A female passenger made a concerned inquiry to a flight attendant about the unresponsive man in an Eastern Airlines uniform sitting in the seat next to her. Uh, the man then disappeared into thin air in full view of them and several other passengers. I would pee my pants. That's what would happen. <laughs> I would pee my pants right then and there and just start screaming. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh I don't even know. Like, I nothing like that has ever happened to me. There's been no. No. Thin air disappearances. No. Ever. Yeah. No. I don't, I have no idea how I'd react. I'd probably poop. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the woman was later shown a sheet of photos of Eastern flight engineers and identified Repo as the man that she'd seen. Uh, Repo has also been seen fixing a galley oven, also in the compartment below the cockpit, by a flight engineer who opened it to investigate a knocking sound he heard. Also, for, okay, two things here. <laughs> like, how, is he actually fixing the oven? Or is he just, like, well, he looks there like was, Well, there was an occasion where he straight up fixed it. And the guy who was, like, supposed to fix it came and was like, no one else fixed it. I didn't fix it. Yeah. No one else has been on here. And then another person um, saw his face in the oven. That's disturbing. He's got like an oven thing. <laughs> He's got a thing with the oven. That's for sure. <laughs> also, like you hear a knocking coming from under the cockpit. Like, nope, nope, and nope, right out. Yeah, I suppose that you're like trained in what to do with stowaways or whatever. But still, like knocking is never but, like in a little. No, Mm-mm. nope. Yeah, agreed. No thanks. <laughs> so there have been a few other reports of the ghost warning of fires and engine trouble, and all these appear to be justified warnings. Uh, Repo once appeared to the captain of a flight and said, there will never be another crash. We will not let it happen. Uh, At least he's being kind. You know? Like, yeah. Not like, like, I'm going to take down this flight. Yeah. They're like, we're, <laughs> we're saving people and kicking ass. <laughs> Saving people hunting things. <laughs> the family business. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so Transworld Airlines also received salvage parts, and there were so many stories of sightings from crew, from crew and passengers that Transworld Airlines made sure that every Eastern Airlines part was replaced. I would too, man. I don't think, like, okay, first of all, it sounds like a terrible idea to take parts from, like, I mean, for no other reason, like, why would you take parts from a plane that had crashed? Because what if there's something wrong with them that you don't know? I know. You know, like, what if something's, like, just loose enough or, like... Well, they check that shit. Like, they have to. They have to, but also, I would be like, get, just get a new one. Like, just get a new one all the way, because, like... I don't want parts of a plane that have crashed. (laughs) I don't, I don't either. But... I was going to say, this reminds me of, like, transplant receivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I think it's called, like, The Eye with Jessica Alba, where she gets, like, a eye transplant, and she, like, takes on, like, personality, the part of the personality of the person it came from. Isn't there a Supernatural episode about that, actually? You know, I wouldn't like, be transplant, I think there, there totally is. There probably is. There totally is. I guess we'll get there. But that's, like, yeah. a common thing. Yeah. Like, in real life, not just in, like movies and tv shows where like you you hear about them taking on personality traits of yeah who or like who the body part was from yeah i've heard a lot of like granted who knows like how legit they are like some of them might be i don't know like sure not my place to say or speculate really but like 
you hear a lot about, like, oh, well, this person got this person's heart, and then they fell in love with their, you know, like, some, one guy around the same age got the heart of this guy who had died and fell in love with old guy's wife or whatever. That is bonkers. I've not heard that Stuff like that, you know, but, like, I don't, I've never heard of, like, creepy, per se, stuff, you know? Like, I don't know, but also... I don't generally hear about that sort of stuff either. So. Yeah. You know what? There's definitely a Supernatural episode about this. Yeah. Definitely. I don't remember what season. So apparently we will get there. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. this. But. So what was your favorite part of the episode? So I think my favorite part of the episode is, okay, and it sounds mean, but when Dean is like in the back of the airplane, like hyperventilating and freaking out <laughs> because of the turbulence, he's just like, ah, no, he he just, plays that very well. I mean, he makes so that good. comical on purpose, and I love it. Yeah, there is an episode later on where he gets scared frequently, and it's just hilarious. Yeah. Like, it is so funny to me. Like, oh, yeah. and this is just kind of like a preview. Yeah, I'm that. so glad they decided to like put some humor in this episode, and they do yeah. that. They do that from here on out. Like, mm-hmm. even when the episode isn't funny, they have their kind of hilarious yeah, their moments. moments. Yeah, yeah. So. I think my favorite part is um, at the beginning where um, they're talking to Jerry and uh, Sam's like, oh, yeah, he helped you with the poltergeist. And someone in the background is like, poltergeist, man, I love that movie. And I just like, that's me. <laughs> I can see that. You're yeah. Like walking by. Going, hey, I love that movie. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. great. I just thought that was a great, like, part for an extra. Like, I loved it. <laughs> You could totally do it. You could totally I do it. I could not do it without pooping all the time. <laughs> that would not be okay. So what was your engine or aspect moment? So my aspect experience of the week, let me just start this off with saying I love my fiance, but sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> So okay. At his birthday party, um a couple weekends ago, his parents were there and his mom was like, Oh, like we need to talk about wedding stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, sure. But I was kind of like, huh, I wonder, like, she didn't say anything about, like, what it was about or any of that sort of stuff. So Yeah, that could be course, terrifying. Me, I'm like, okay. Like, I wasn't nervous or anxious, really, but it was just kind of one of those, like, what are we talking about, you know? Like, right. That we couldn't just talk about right now, you know? Like, it was just kind of like an odd, like, I don't, I don't know what's... What, this is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, I told that to Chris. Fine. And, uh, you know, and I talked about it a couple of times throughout the week, like, before I called her, and I was like, you really don't have any idea, you know, like, what she's wanting to talk about or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was totally fine. Like, what she did end up wanting to talk about was, like, not even anxiety-inducing at all, you know? But yeah. apparently, <laughs> so... She called me, and she's like, well, I heard that you were anxious to talk to me. Like, Chris told me that you were anxious to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to kick him in the teeth, you know? That <laughs> like, is not cool. Oh, you know? like, And then I had to, like, go, no, 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 it's fine. You know, and, like, try it. You know, because I really wasn't anxious. I was just like, I wonder what's going on. Like, this is strange that, like, right. it just wasn't like a, oh, let's talk about this. And, like... You know, now that we had the conversation, it was totally like, oh, okay, you know, fine. Like, I could get why you didn't want to have the conversation in front of everybody, but also, like, not something to be anxious over, definitely, you know? Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, okay, listen, homie, like, (laughs) this can't, this isn't a thing. Yeah, you can't do that to me. Why would you rat me out like that? Like, first of all, like, I wasn't even that anxious. I was just confused, you know, Mm -hmm. more than anything else. Also, like, even if I was anxious, why would you say that and make it that much more awkward for me? You exactly. Know? Like, why? Exactly. And of course, that wasn't his intention. No. But, but he didn't think it through. Exactly. And so I was kind of like, dude. So that was my ass butt experience was his ass butt moment. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but it's fine. Like, we've talked about it. I'm over it. You know, it, it is it is what it is. Right. But it was just kind of awkward mm. and... Anyways. That so. would be totally mortifying. <laughs> I agree. I was like, oh. I'm sorry that happened. It's it's totally fine. Like, it's totally fine. We, we're we past it. But. Like, it stressed me out to hear about it. <laughs> it's, you know, it was the moment of the week, and we'll chalk it up to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, so... 
past my Isidore-Aspet moment, <laughs> what was your Isidore-Aspet uh, moment? Well, um, the last episode that we recorded, episode number three, uh, we recorded and it was hilarious and we had a great time. And then... Uh, like a day later, I realized that we did not record it through the microphone, <laughs> but through the computer. So it sounded like ass. <laughs> and so we had to re-record it because I am an idiot. So the one that you guys heard is our re-recording of it. And um, yes, we were hysterical and amazing. <laughs> But no questions there. <laughs> <laughs> but were we all that we could be? No, we weren't. So the first one was more authentic and funny. Yeah. However, I think we were re- able to like resurrect a little bit of that. So yes. Hopefully, you guys. Yeah. I mean, what you missed out on was a little bit more toilet humor. <laughs> that so is pretty much it. Honestly. You might be. You might be grateful. <laughs> or you might be sad. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it didn't affect the yeah. outcome. <laughs> so Either way, much. that was my that was my moment, and it's all good. Yeah, you know, like it did sound a lot better. So yeah, it was just too quiet to hear a lot of it. Like yeah. I tried to listen to it in the car, and I couldn't hear it over the sound of like my engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because you were like texting me, going, "I can't hear it," and I'm like, "Okay, I gotta listen to it later. I gotta listen to it later." And then I'm like, I pull it up, and I'm like. I can totally hear it. I can totally... I can't hear it. Yeah. Crap, you know? Yeah, there are moments where I'm like, this is loud. And then I have it, like, on speaker, like, up to my ear. Like, I can't hear it. What's happening? And we're both, like, trying to come up with all the different ways. It's like, we don't want to have to redo it. Like, yeah, I know. What is a way that we can salvage this? Um, but it, it turned out fine in the end. And we'll probably... Hopefully, I will never do that again. <laughs> we can only hope. I'll forgive you this time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, you can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.